Craig Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, I have members from our sister technology team, Brian Clark. How you doing, Brian? Hey, Ray. Nice to see you. And I have Mindy Evans. How you doing, Mindy? I'm doing well. Well, I wanted to uh, bring you two on the podcast today to really talk about our sister technology line right now and how we are still helping clients and who just who are blind or visually impaired you know, stay connected during these uncertain times, you know, with the virtual training that we are right now doing here at our Center for Visionary Solutions for the Blind. So I really wanted to learn more about how you guys are able to, you know, teach virtually, how the training is going, and, you know, learn about some of the things you guys are teaching upon um, with our assistive technology line. So I want to start with you, Brian. Could you tell me what you do? at Bachman Enterprises? Sure. So right now I'm part of the uh, assistive technology team. Um, and we, you know, on a typical day, coronas, or coronavirus-free kind of environment, uh, we have classes, uh, typically six class periods a day. And the students will come, you know, the schedules vary from week to week. And with some students, um, you know, they might spend more time with us than others, depending on, you know, kind of what their goals are and things like that. Okay. And what's in your role at Bob? <laughs> well, they keep me busy. I, um, I'm i the assistive technology uh, specialist on the corporate side of Bosma. So, you know, I do some of the testing and the um, keeping our systems up to date and things like that on the corporate side. But on the uh, rehab side, I am part of the adaptive technology team as well. And like Brian stated, we teach clients. Um, if it weren't uh, coronavirus happening right now, we would be teaching clients either uh, one-on-one or in groups. And of course, right now we're doing it virtually. Okay. So um, far with our assistive technology line going virtual, what type of training right now um, are you guys doing with people who call into our assistive technology? Fine. Um, no, that's fine. Um, so they, the person actually calls in and it kind of depends on what they need. Uh, if they just call and they just have a specific issue, sometimes we can troubleshoot that quickly and, you know, it's just one call and they're finished. And I mean, I've had everything from people asking about descriptive TV services to, you know, the more complex of, I need help with my iPhone and or my Mac computer. And those we actually will refer to our AT team and actually spend more time with them. And I'll let Brian kind of talk about more of that, what we do with the clients that need more involved training. Yeah. So uh, we're, you know, we've been pretty fortunate um, in that we pivoted pretty quickly to doing a lot of virtual stuff. you know, class-wise, we're doing a lot of the same stuff we did at the center, but we've also gotten a chance to, you know, come into contact with some people that have not really gotten a chance to come visit us, either on Tech Tuesday or, um, you know, maybe they're new to blindness or things like that. So, you know, we've been able to, uh, you know, for for some of them, um, you know, a couple of people, <laughs> they they had friends and family heard that blind people could use iPhones. So they handed them an iPhone and said, here you go, go ahead and use it. <laughs> um, 
which, you know, is a pretty daunting challenge. You know, I, I consider myself a pretty big computer geek, yet when I got an iPhone, I couldn't use it at all. Um, so, you know, just getting a chance to, to make an impact on their lives has been, has been pretty cool. Um, but like many said, we've had people from, from the very lowest levels to, you know, from where we were teaching them just how to answer and hang up a phone call. I mean, we, we got to spend time with a woman earlier today that today's goal was to just teach her how to answer her phone and be able to hang it up. Um, yeah. And then we've had people come along that are pretty high up um, in, in the Mac world or, or JAWS users. Uh, we've got a guy that uh, his computer is probably on its last legs and, and we've got to try and figure out how to get his data from a Windows 8 machine onto a Windows 10 machine and, and get the data converted into formats that he can use. Um, so you know, it's it's been, it's been all across the board, really. So so, how are you guys able to do these type of training virtually or over the phone? How what what kind of technology are you guys using to stay connected with these clients? We're primarily using Zoom. So, mm -hmm. uh, at, for the um, the clients that get that get, that we get referred to with the line, the tech line, we usually have. Um, Zoom has the ability, if you have uh, one of the corporate type of accounts, it has a phone line. And so we've actually been able to call those clients and then bring them on to the Zoom line. And then they can work with myself or Brian or any of the other AT staff. Um, and then as for the clients that we are still teaching, um, just albeit virtually, we have taught them how to get the app on their phone and they've been able to connect on the actual Zoom app. And then the third option is that there's actually a phone number. Whenever we send out the invitations for Tech Tuesday, there's actually a phone number that a client can call into. So if you don't have, you know, the Zoom client or the know how to use Zoom, you would still be able to reach uh, Tech Tuesday. Okay. So you guys are still doing Tech Tuesday even though, you know, the offices are now temporarily closed. Well, that's yeah. still going on. Yeah, we've actually okay, what, even what, added, we've even actually added Tech Friday hours as well. Okay. Okay, we definitely want to um, highlight that um, toward the end of the podcast and definitely make sure people can get that information when they can call in to those um, Tech Tuesdays and Tech Fridays now. So, to, uh, so Brian, I'm going to start with you. So how important is it for an individual um, who are blind and visually impaired to really be update, up to date on technology um, and using their smartphone right now as we go through this current pandemic. Right. Well, you know, this, to me, my iPhone represents a lot of things. It represents information, or it represents communication, entertainment. Um, but for most, most of all, of all it, it represents safety for me, whether I yeah. need sighted assistance or need to know where I'm at. Um, you know, it, it really is a safety issue for me. So just from that standpoint alone, um, you know, the, the thing that I love the most about technology is that it's an ever-changing world and there's always new stuff coming. You know, just in the last year, uh, we've seen some pretty incredible apps that help us get through the world. Uh, a lot of it's free. Um, so, you know, just from that standpoint, um, Technology, while it's very complicated, it also, you know, has the benefits of it makes our life a little bit easier too. 
Mindy? Um, I agree with a lot of that. Now, I will say this. You said, how important is it to keep up with during the pandemic? And I would say, you know what? It's not just during the pandemic. If you're someone who's blind or visually impaired, keeping up to date on technology and or your smartphone, it can be the difference between, you know, some some aspects of independence and not. I mean, your phone can do everything from read, you know, documents to your labels on your items at home to, you know, like Brian said, the communication, getting information, all of those things. And it definitely is helpful during this time while we're isolated. But even when we're not, these phones are definitely a game changer and help level the playing field. And not just the phones. I mean, keeping up with your screen reader, um, screen enlargement, those types of things on your computer help you to be able to compete as well. So I think pandemic or not, it's important. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, your phone is like like Brian said, it's, it's entertainment, it's connection with the world, it's tabs, it's food. Basically, all you need is a phone. <laughs> yeah, get everything you need done. You can go ahead and you know YouTube, and then you could do the cast and write to your TV. So it can eliminate one extra step. Like if you don't want to go, you know, find your remote and do Netflix, you could just stream it from your phone to the TV if you have a smart TV. Yeah. So I mean, just little things like that. It may not be a big deal to someone else, but to individuals who aren't as, you know, tech savvy or something, I mean, that, those small little things can make a huge difference right there. So uh, yeah. definitely, definitely. So I just really wanted to, be, um, you know, take basis about just technology. So what other apps right now would you guys recommend for people to stay connected with their loved ones? Like, um, like Google Duo and things like that. Are there apps that you could recommend for people to just, you know, they want to, you know, see their loved ones or just talk to their loved ones kind of face-to-face, but not really. But what apps do you recommend? Well, definitely for iPhone users, FaceTime is, is, you know, it's so connected with the iOS and just how easy it is to use. Um, You know, you can just tell Siri FaceTime somebody and they can do it. Um, and even, you know, I, I've even got blind friends where rather than calling them, I will say, make a FaceTime audio call to so-and-so, not because I'm just choosing FaceTime, but because the call quality on FaceTime can oftentimes yeah. be so much better than a standard phone call. So, you know, even if I'm in a car, um, I will oftentimes use FaceTime audio because it doesn't use a whole lot of data, and the, just I love the call quality so much better. So you know, I always start with that. Um, you know, I've really, really, really become a big fan of Zoom over the last year. Um, even if you don't have a paid account, you can still have a free Zoom account and make a Zoom call to somebody else. Uh, the app is accessible on the iPhone. It's accessible on our computers. Um, it's just it's such a, a really uh, it's a relief compared to a lot of video conferencing platforms and apps that I've used in the past. I, I love Zoom to death. And I would say, be, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say we're going to be zoomed out by the end of this <laughs> this year. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. Right but, yeah. <laughs> That's ahead, what it I'm is. Sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, uh, I've also seen where Google has rolled out Google Meet, 
And apparently that used to just be for corporations, but I think I'm seeing it on free accounts now. And that's pretty accessible too. Now it works through your web browser or you can get the app for your phone. Uh, It does some weird stuff with the audio sometimes whenever you pull it up on your iPhone, but it works. The buttons are all labeled. So Google Meet is another option. Like you said, Ray, Google Duo, again, you can make either an audio or a video call. And I think that they have expanded to where you can have a group of, I don't remember how many, but I know that you can have more than just two of you on a call. Uh, I've not tried videos on Hangouts, but I know that the chat part is accessible. And some people use WhatsApp, and that's pretty accessible as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about Google Meets. I wanted to bring this up earlier uh, because Google Meets, I, I found that they do have a uh, transcription. So for individuals who may be deaf or hard of hearing, I think that's a great tool to make it even more inclusive. So you can actually transcribe, you know, the conversation. So that makes correct training even better. So, yeah, if you're yeah. someone who is hard of hearing, you can push a button. And the thing, the thing that's cool about it is, I don't even have to do anything on my end. If you're the individual who needs that accommodation, all you do is press the button that says "turn on captions," and it does it on your end. And I haven't had to do a thing. Yeah, that's lovely. That's lovely. And see how technology is really uh, making the playing field even more equal right now, I would say. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Technology, um, as much as it can be frustrating, and, you know, (laughs) we get students all the time that are like, I just wanted to throw my computer against the wall. And we have to remind them that even as instructors, we go through that same emotion about 14 times a day. Technology can be very frustrating, but, you know, on, on the flip side, the, the positive things that it allows us to do, um, you know, I think about things like Instacart and Shift, you know, the ability for us to order our own groceries and have it brought to our door, and we can do all of that stuff by ourselves independently. I mean, that's just such an amazing thing for yeah. us to be able to do. Yeah, technology is definitely empowering people right now um, to be more independent. I mean, like you said, you know, you can order your food. You don't have to wait. I don't have to ask somebody to take me to the, you know, to, uh, I don't know, whatever, Burger King. If I want Burger King, I can get it ordered and right to my door, you know. You know, you know and people, people talk about the delivery fees and things, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you break it down, sometimes those delivery fees are as much as or less than picking a cab. Yes. Speak on that because like taking a cab, you have to go there. You got to order the cab. <laughs> you got to pay the cab, take you there. Then you got to pay them to take you back home, depending on how far that restaurant may be. So, you know, it could definitely add up quickly because, you know, sometimes you may want that breakfast sandwich in the morning, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. you know, you may not be able to get there due to, you know, just transportation barriers that we deal with at times. So I definitely ask you guys that we haven't discussed yet that you guys could recommend to people that may be listening to, you know, to help them with their everyday lives. You mean certain apps uh, that we would recommend? Yeah, like Be My Eyes or things of that nature that will, you know, help them. You know, since we're all in the house right now, you know, they could read their mail, you know, they could, you know, maybe read their, you know, identify colors and clothing, things like that. Okay, well, you did say one, be my eyes. 
Uh, I do want to say this, though. If you're using Be My Eyes, you do need to be mindful that it's volunteers that are doing most of it. I'm not going to say all of it because if my memory serves, Be My Eyes has specialized services for Microsoft and Google. And those, I do believe, are Microsoft and Google employees. Uh, But for the other things, you have to keep in mind it's a volunteer. So my personal recommendation would be I would not use Be My Eyes for anything personal or sensitive. Uh, if you're going to do that, I would say use Ira, which, by the way, you can sign up for free. Or if you know somebody that has it, text them and say, hey, I'm thinking about trying Ira. They'll be able to give you a code, and both of you are going to get uh, some minutes for free to check it out. But Ira calls are free up to five minutes. So if you just want, like, cooking instructions, or maybe it is a personal piece of mail, but it's just one letter that you need read, and you want to make sure it's somebody that, you know, has signed confidentiality agreements and things. I'd say you're safer to use IRA because those folks are paid and have signed all sorts of, you know, non-disclosure, confidentiality, those types of agreements. So so before we go any further, talk about IRA and what IRA is and how people can use IRA. I know you already talked about it, but what is really IRA for those who don't know? Yeah, no, I, and I will. And then after that, uh, Brian, I'll toss it to you for a couple of other iPhone apps, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so IRA is is a service, it's similar to a Be My Eyes, so both of these services function in that you place a video call using your rear-facing camera, the agent can see whatever is on your backside of your phone, and so you can position the camera to do anything from reading cooking directions to maybe you don't remember how your display or how your air fryer works, you can have them read the display, for Ira, I have put it in a lanyard and, you know, actually walked to the airport with it, all those types of things. So basically, somebody is being your eyes through your phone, basically, for the duration of the call. And then when you're finished with the call, you can rate the agent. So if you didn't have a good experience, you can let them know. And if you did, then you can write back and give feedback in either way as to how your experience went. Okay. Yeah, I was definitely uh, a great tool, and it definitely shows you can definitely social distance right there with Ira. But, uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> someone's on the other end, they ain't across the country, but uh, that's definitely a great service. Uh, well, in true story, used. I had a friend who her iTunes did something crazy, and she didn't have Ira. I did, so I was tandemed into her computer with Jaws and had Ira because they can get in through TeamViewer on your computer. So they got in through my computer, which was controlling hers, and we were able to fix the iTunes issue. And, I mean, I have no idea what state the IRA agent was in, but I know my friend was in Ohio, and I'm in here in Indiana. Wow. Yeah. Keeping us connected. Got it done. Any Any apps you'd like to use, Brian? Any apps that you can recommend? Sure. So uh, Mindy's definitely mentioned two of the three that we consider the pillars, really. The third one is... Seeing AI, that's S-E-E-I-N-G-A-I. And that's almost like a Swiss uh, Army Knife kind of app where we can use that app to do things like determine uh, if there are lights on in the house. We can use it to identify currency. Um, My favorite is probably the barcode scanner so that if I go into the kitchen and I want to make myself a can of soup, I can pull the can down scan that barcode, and it'll tell me what's in that can. Um, 
It will also do things like it will read handwriting, it will read uh, printed text. So if you wanted to, you know, pull out an envelope and read it, you could do things like that. Um, it also has a, a somewhat okay color identifier, um, which is a little bit hit and miss, but it's still better than nothing. Um, and that's all within one app. Um, you know, other than that, you know, for our students, a lot of it just depends on what their interests are. Um, Mindy and I have helped uh, one of our current students um, rediscover her love for cooking and recipes. And so we, we all got this recipe app at Mini Suggestion that's very accessible. And it has the ability to go onto websites and actually pull what pull recipes off websites and you can send them to friends and things like that um you know it'll keep track of your you know what's in your pantry and if you want to scale a recipe it kind of does all that kind of stuff um and that's just you know that was just an interest that a student of ours had um so a lot of it just depends on you know what you're interested in there's there's apps for games and and travel and I mean, if you can think of it, there's probably an app out there. And, you know, while a lot of apps aren't fully accessible, a lot of them are mostly accessible so that they're still kind of usable by us. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They've been getting a lot more friendlier with the apps right now. So, like you said, some are not, but a lot of them are getting uh, even more accessible right now. So, um, one one more question before I get, get you guys out of here. Let's talk about Instacart and just, you know, shopping online because a lot of people right now, you know, they're using um, online services right now to do a lot of their shopping. Are there any, um, you know, apps right, like uh, Instacart or grocery store apps that you'll recommend? Uh, I, I use both Instacart and Shipped. And Instacart and Shipped are both accessible I know there was a time when shipped was kind of a challenge, but they have fixed it. And so it actually works better now. So, and I would say it depends on where you want to shop. Like if you're a target shopper, if you shop at primarily target and Meyer, definitely shipped is probably better for you. But if you're a Kroger shopper or, uh, you know, Aldi, that type of thing, then Instacart might be better for you. So, I mean, I would just say, Check out the apps. I think most of them have a free trial, or if nothing else, you can at least see the list of stores that uh, service those apps and just make a decision based on that. Uh, and then, of course, if you're an Amazon Prime member, there's always Prime now if you need something in a pitch. Yeah, yeah definitely. Everybody uses Amazon. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, and Amazon Fresh does groceries, too. Yeah, Amazon, definitely, definitely. Well, I definitely want to thank you guys for all that you guys are doing. So if anyone wants to um, get in contact with you guys uh, via the assistive tech line, how would they go about doing that? So the assistive tech, tech line, excuse me, is area code 317-216-4664. Okay. okay. And Tech Tuesday, Tech Fridays, what, what days are? I'm excuse me, not what days. We just know what days. <laughs> what times <laughs> are those? <laughs> what times are the so Tech we Tuesdays were... and Tech Fridays? We've been doing that from one to three on Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, unfortunately, I do not know the phone number for that line. Okay, my head. no worries. No worries. All this information will definitely uh, is on our website at bosman.org. But you guys have been doing a great job and hearing a lot about you guys and how you guys have been helping people 
with their smartphones, Android, and things of that nature so they can, you know, stay connected. So, but I once again, I just want to thank you guys. And if you guys want to learn more, please visit Bossa.org. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and all of our social media channels. And I'll see you guys next week.